All right, friends, good morning. This is a special. Um, last Sunday, I joked about preaching out of Leviticus 18, but that's not going to be the message this Sunday. I'm recording it Sunday morning. But I still want to, to share with it, because sometimes you say something and you think maybe the Lord's in it. So I have reviewed Leviticus 18, and it's one of those um, more serious chapters in the Old Testament talking about sexual sin. And I want to just run through it. Uh, maybe there's something in this for you. Now, when I read a chapter of the Bible and I notice that the chapter begins and ends the same, I flag that as a good indication of the purpose of this chapter. So I'll read the beginning and the end, and you can decide for yourself if you think there's something in common here. Chapter 18, starting verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt, where you lived, and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan, to which I am bringing you. You shall not walk in their statutes. You shall follow my rules and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. So that's the beginning. And as we come to the end, um, it says this. Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things. For by all these, the nations I am driving out before you have become unclean. And the land became unclean, so that I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. But you shall keep my statutes and my rules, and do none of these abominations, neither the native nor the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all these abominations, so that the land became unclean, lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean, as it was vomited out the nation that was before you. For everyone who does any of these abominations, the person who persons who do them shall be cut off from among their people so keep my charge never to practice any of these abomination abominable customs excuse me that were practiced before you and never to make yourselves unclean by them i am the lord your god so that's the beginning and the end and i hear um, a similar theme this idea of not acting like the nations around israel not acting like um, egypt where israel had come from and not acting like the canaanites where israel was going and so this chapter is about um, not being worldly not thinking and acting like people who don't know God. And what that does is it reminds me uh, about the Levites. Now, the book of Leviticus is named after the Levites. The Levites were one of the tribes of Israel. So one of the descendants of the man Israel uh, became an entire tribe, and they had a special status in Israel. When the um, issue with the golden calf happened in the book of Exodus, remember they came out of Egypt and they were waiting for Moses to come down from the mountain and they got impatient so they made a golden calf and worshipped it and then the worship party descended into this like drunken sex fest and when Moses came down he smashed the Ten Commandments and he said who's with me and the Levites arose and they put down the uh, the rebellion, the idolatrous rebellion against the Lord. And they did it even with some uh, physical punishment. Um, people died. And so what happened was there was that the Lord took the Levites, who were Moses' clan or Moses' tribe, and he took them to kind of be like the spiritual police of Israel. Um, they had a special task to guard the purity of the tabernacle and to teach the people God's word. And so they, they kind of at that time when they set themselves apart from the people who were worshiping the idols, um, they, uh, they became the spiritual police of Israel. And so here in this book of Leviticus, which is really an address to the Levites and, and how they're meant to help Israel worship and maintain their purity as they have a holy God living in their midst, you have this chapter which is about not acting like the nations around them and specifically they're going to talk about sexual conduct so going back to 18 verse 6 
it gives these lists of sexual acts and sexual connections that are forbidden. None of you shall approach anyone of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord. So this is um, a description of forbidding uh, what we would call like incestuous acts. Verse 7, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, which is the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness, meaning you shouldn't, you can't have sex with your mom. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness, so you can't have sex with your stepmom. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter, or your mother's daughter, whether brought up in the family or in another home. You shall not uncover your nakedness of your son's daughter or of your daughter's daughter, for their nakedness is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, brought up in your fam father's family, since she is your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. That is, you shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her, her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and of her daughter. You shall not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are relatives. It is depravity. You shall not uncover, take a woman as a rival wife to her sister uncovering her nakedness while she is still alive. So it talks about uncovering nakedness, which has to do with um, honor and uh, honor codes. Uh, remember Noah and his nakedness being uncovered by his son and receiving a curse for that. But really what God is doing here is he's saying you, you can't have sexual relations with close relatives. Um, and then there's going to be a shorter version where other sexual acts are forbidden. Starting in verse 19, you shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanness, meaning having her period. You shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife, so make yourself unclean with her. So that's adultery. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech, so profane their name, the name of your God. I'm the Lord, so that would be child sacrifice or abortion. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman is an abomination. That would be homosexuality. You shall not lie with an, any animal, and so make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall any woman give herself to an animal to lie with it. It's perversion, which is bestiality. So, and then we go into this, what I read before, which is this call to not be like the nations that God is judging. So you have all these forbidden uh, familial sexual connections, and then you have sex acts that don't involve the family, which are forgiven. So this chapter really is about God's call to purity for sexuality. And one of the things as modern day people we can just note from here is look at the kinds of things God had to tell his people not to do. It wasn't taken for granted that... Uh, men and women wouldn't sleep with their close relatives or animals or anything like that 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 was something that needed to actually have laws against it and i think we have laws against it now but it's still a part of our culture enough that if we hear about these things we think that's uh, wrong because of the christian heritage we have it's been taught for so long that these things are wrong that uh, it's in our kind of in our gut that we know it's wrong but for egypt and for canaan they didn't know it was wrong they actually thought it was okay. And what this shows us again is, you know, as fallen human beings, we tend to just keep doing our appetites. We can tend to progress, not forward, but downwards. We tend to progress not into goodness and holiness, but into basic appetites. And so as Israel was moving into Canaan, they were going to have all this opportunity to be like Canaanites who were, they just did what felt good. They, they went for it. Um, you know, 
familial sex why not like why not why not and this is you know we hear this in our culture who are you to judge um these are valid feelings these are deep emotions these are people's identities um why not and the answer is because of god and what god wants ultimately but we as christians can see that we have this call that still exists in the new testament it's probably been intensified as we are not just like a nation within nations but we are heaven's kingdom in the earth we have this call to be set apart we have a call to think and act differently than the peoples around us and one of the most important ways to do that is through our sex uh, our ideas of sexuality and our expressions of sexuality sexuality is, exists invented by god and is meant to tell the truth about god and by avoiding these things we do that now this is a very don't do this chapter um, jesus when he wanted to portray that do do this he just went back to the garden and said god made adam and eve and he made them one flesh and we're not meant to separate them so one man one woman for life till death do us part to the exclusion of all others um, sexuality is also meant for having children and so all these sex acts in the second group that don't produce children or um, the children produce are killed um, are forbidden because God's sexuality is not just pleasurable and the uniting of two people but it is meant to produce children God said the first thing he said to the man and the woman is be fruitful and multiply have kids and so that's part of the purpose and so there are boundaries here and without boundaries human beings go into destruction until we're fully purified and our desires line up with God's will completely, we need boundaries in order to not become self-destructive with even good things. Sexuality is a good thing, but it can go into any number of destructive, sinful things that hurt people and dishonor God and hurt ourselves. And so we have this chapter here that just reminds us that without knowing God and the call of God and the boundaries that God sets, human sexuality will continue to progress into more and more perverted things. So even just this week, I uh, heard a news story of, uh, I never heard of this before, it's called fictosexuality, where somebody marries an imaginary character, this guy in Japan who has an anime girl that he <laughs> feels safe with, I guess, and he had like an uh, a marriage, he said, with a hologram, and he was upset because the company that runs the holograms um, stopped doing the programs and so his wife disappeared now that's an abomination because men can only marry women they can't have a marriage and sexual activity with a hologram or a doll i think he's married a life-size doll now that is forbidden sexuality because it hurts him and it's a worship of a false god and it spreads lies about what it means to be human also saw today that uh or this week that discovery is uh, launching a program about young boys who are in the drag scene so they dress up like um, overly sexualized women they, they're not even dressing up like real women but overly sexualized women like prostitutes and strippers they these young boys are dressed up like that and doing provocative dancing and this it's a discovery program that sexualizes boys as girls and why would you do that unless you're actually trying to reach an audience of men and women who want to have uh, sexual attraction towards young boys who are pretending to be girls um, and this is seen as progress it's, all, it's a TV show and this just proves that without the knowledge of God and without the boundaries of God's word human sexuality will just progresses into whatever desire people has is a law to itself I want to therefore I must that is the only law of pleasure and of sexuality that there is apart from 
uh, the work of the living God. So let's just be reminded we're called to be really different. And one of the great ways to be different is um, to have a biblical sexuality and to embrace God's teaching on it. It's not just about being different. It saves us. It's wise. It's good. It's healthy. It's good for kids. It's good for marriages. And the practices of the nations around us, even when we live amongst those nations, are ultimately destructive and God is displeased with them and they will come under judgment in the end. Um, So there is Leviticus 18 for you. Enjoy your day.